a Pulp MX Network production. Welcome to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show presented by Maxis Tires and Alpine Stars Protects on RacerXOnline.com. With your continued support of our sponsors, we have surpassed 1,000 podcasts delivered with over 7 million downloads. Click that Amazon banner on Pulp MX to help us out and donate via Patreon if it suits you. And as always, enrich your moto lifestyle by working with the sponsors who support us. The original Moto Podcast, featuring legends of the past, stars of today, season previews and race reviews, introspection, opinion, facts, and laughs. Here's your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody, to the Fly Racing Racer X podcast. Thanks for checking it out, flyracing.com. Go to your local dealer, Demand Fly Racing. 2019 stuff is out now from the folks at Fly Racing, and uh, they've got a mid-level boot that's really, really exciting. they got some changes to the F2 that's really, really exciting. And uh, please check out the uh, Fly Racing whole line of Fly Racing stuff uh, for whatever you need for your bike or body or watercraft or mountain bike or even snowmobile if you're, if you're getting ready August 4th. For snowmobile season. Uh, we thank those folks for making this happen. Also, Alpine Stars and Maxis, uh, the A4 chest protector, the Tech 10 boot, just a couple of things that Alpine Star makes that absolutely kill it. Uh, the A4 uh, chest protector is a fundamental statement for the company responsible for the continued progression of cutting-edge technology and industry-leading safety in motorsport protection equipment, Alpine Star protects, and uh, the Maxxis tires, the MXST tire out now. Jeremy McGrath helped develop it from your car to your light truck to your trailer to your ATV to your mountain bike and more. Maxxis tires will let you hook up, pull the whole shot, and beat your competition in any terrain or conditions. Just ask McGrath, and he'll tell you more uh, about it. Maxxis.com. Thanks to those guys. Thanks to you people for listening, and uh, this is going to be the 2019 bike wrap-up, I guess, a roundup with a couple of guys that really know what they're doing when it comes to testing bikes and have ridden just about everything out there now and uh, can really uh, debate back and forth the different things and everything else. And uh, maybe I'll chime in a thing or two about my RM Army. Uh, uh, first up on the line, he's a Racer X editor just like myself, former factory rider, 125 Supercross winner, David Pingree. What's up, Ping? How are you? Hey, it's good to be back. I'm good, bud. Yeah, you're back on the show. You're back on. We haven't done anything for a while. Beef buried. Long buried. Long buried. <laughs> um, what is your favorite product from Alpine Stars, Ping? Uh, owl boots. I mean, I know that's a generic, easy answer, but I, I literally won't use anything else. Um, I've tried it just about everything else mm-hmm. uh, one time or another, and I know products continue to change, whatever, but as beat up as I am, I, I really can't afford to use uh, anything but the very best protection if I'm still going to be riding dirt bikes. So mm-hmm. I, I, I think you'd be hard-pressed to find somebody to tell you that Alpine Stars aren't the best boot. Right. Um, I went – I've started riding again. They're not again. being paid. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly right. I started riding again. I, I went to a 7, and I love it. I love the 7 with no booty. I didn't like the booty that no much. No booty? Yeah. yeah. But well, it's really tough to get used to. I was a Tech Eight guy forever, yep. and when they came out with that ten, I I resisted for a long time because I put it on and I couldn't feel the pegs, I couldn't feel the controls. Like man, it's like the steel shank in the bottom of this thing is made out of the hull of the Titanic. I, <laughs> I hated the way they felt. 
but uh, I got used to it, and there, there's just more protection in them. It's a little safer boot than what the eight is. So, right. I, I stuck it out, and now I like those. But yeah, anyway. Also on, for everybody. Also on the line from Kiefering Testing and Pulp MX, Chris Kiefer. What's your favorite uh, Alpine Stars product, Kiefer? I don't even know I was on the show. I was listening to you guys. Sorry. No, you're on. Um, you're on. <laughs> favorite out? Well, besides, well, since Tink um, basically stole mine, I would say the A1 under um, under protector. Okay. All right. That can work. And uh, yep. also, too, another thing, Kiefer, and it'll be out soon, the MXST tire from Maxxis. You've been riding on it a little bit. You have some uh, some time on this thing. What do you think? Yeah, so I got a few hours on them, and that'll be up on, of course, PulpMX.com. But um, probably the most improved tire that I have ridden with in a long time. Um, I'm not uh, shy to say I wasn't a big fan of the old Maxxis tire. Um, we had an old shootout when when I was at Dirt Rider that uh, they chunked within three hours. But now this new tire hasn't chunked. I'm over that mark now. Actually got some side grip. And so hopefully um, I'm going to max out about 10 to 12 hours on these mm-hmm. things. But uh, they've done a lot of good work. And I'm, I'm stoked that some other tire is in the game besides, you know, basically to me the big three. So uh, yep. it's nice that Maxis is doing something like that. Well, fantastic. Uh, Maxis.com and Alpine Star Protects, and now the the plugs are out of the way. So you guys have ridden just about everything. The Suzuki 250F looks new. It's not even out yet. Um, and Ping, um, I, it's got to be better, right? It has to be better. It, there's no way they would release a bike that's worse. <laughs> well, uh, I, I am uh, cautiously optimistic. Right. I was really looking for big changes out of that 450 last year. And um, yeah, there was changes, but I don't. They didn't move forward as far as they needed to move forward, in my opinion. Um, and so I'm hoping that the 250, maybe they learn from some of the underwhelming response to last year's bike, and then this thing will be a little better. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I, like I said, I'm, I'm really crossing my fingers that it, it's a it's a hit, but we shall see. Right. And uh, the Cowie 250F, neither one of you have ridden, but it's basically the same bike, Kiefer? Yeah, nothing's changed there. They did all their development on the 450, obviously. Right. So uh, 250, minor chat, you know, minor mm-hmm. minor updates across the board, of course. BNGs are there for 2019, so I actually get to pick that sucker up next week and ride it. But the, hey, the 18 KX250 was really good, especially when you do some different mapping and things. So mm-hmm. um, it's a... It's in the top four for me for picks for uh, 250s. And paying your shootouts, or you're getting those things ready? You're getting those shootouts ready? <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, I'm done wasting time. That's good, thanks. <laughs> the fundamental difference between Kiefer and Pingree. You'll shootout. never come back to a shootout again, Ping? No. No, I, it, the huh? format we have is, is just better anyway. Like, I don't, I don't miss it. It was a lot of work and a lot of stress and you never could make everybody happy. And frankly, at the end of the day, you're splitting hairs. Most of the time you're splitting hairs. It's completely subjective. And I I hate that. I don't think it's fair to the manufacturers for one. I think that it's a disservice when bikes are so stinking close. And I, I mean, I know you've seen this. Sometimes there's a bike that stands out. It's just like everybody likes it and it's, it's better. But even then, 
a novice rider, okay, a 37-year-old vet novice, vet intermediate, his lap times aren't changing whether he's on the coolest, best bike that everyone loves or the one that came in dead last. They're just not. So, you know, that's my opinion. I, I would, what I told everyone when we were doing shootouts, hey, I would preface it by saying I would go with the bike that uh, has a dealer near you that supports you the best. Gives you the best break on parts, service. Um, it's just going to, you know, be a good sponsor for you. Over, well, this guy's lap time was, you know, a third of a second faster on it than mm-hmm. it was this bike. Um, I just, yeah, I no. just think we're, we're 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 splitting hairs left and right to make a story and sell magazines. And I, I don't know. I, At the no. end of the day, what we went to, which is the, the uh, introduction and then a dialed-in video, mm-hmm. that speaks directly to the people that bought that bike. It's it's like tips and, and setup points that come from the manufacturer, from the race team, and from me. Hey, here's here's how we recommend setting it up. Here's some things to try if this is an issue because that's, you know, some people yep. have said it is or whatever. Try this gearing if maybe you're a bigger guy, like whatever. That speaks directly to those people that bought that bike. Uh, the feedback we've gotten on that's great, and I don't piss off any manufacturers. I, you know, I don't have three or four of them leaving going, man, stupid, stupid blah, 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 pingry, like, stupid pingry. <laughs> stupid pingry, so stupid way he's doing the stupid thing. I wish it won. <laughs> I actually agree. So, with you. I, I agree with you, Ping, in the sense of these things, for the most part, are tough to call. But people love the shootouts, Kiefer. They love them. Not only do people love them, but and I don't know if you're going to hear manufacturers say this, but I know for a fact they like shootouts. One, no matter what someone says, it does sell motorcycles, okay? Um, and when people, I'm not saying people, when manufacturers develop their dirt bikes, they go off of shootouts. Trust me. I've been around. I've, no, I've been they, they, that's, that's true. I've heard that from manufacturers, that they do like the feedback they get from them. But yeah, because I can give that when, when same feedback in a dialed-in segment where we've gotten really just dive into the bike all day. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So when they, when they develop a bike, they they go, "Hey, we're a fourth place bike right now. You know, uh, we need to get better." And that's fourth place is what they're talking about. A shootout. So they look at that, especially with all the engineers. So it is more important than some people think to believe on the inside. But I understand what Pingree's saying because it is no fun. Um, well, I can Kiefer, speak personally. Kiefer, you, you can know, you can vouch for the OEMs do get butt hurt. They do. Come on, they do. Yeah, no, and, oh. and some are worse than others. Like some guys know, hey, that's we're a fourth place bike. If we get fourth, we get it. But some companies, some manufacturers, just think they're a winner no matter what. And if they don't <laughs> win, they are fucking pissed. You know. <laughs> and that's where Ping just says, "All right, forget it, forget you." <laughs> well, and, and you know, it's it's. That, that there's that frustration as well, but mm-hmm. it's also like, you know, I would have because you know if I tried to use X pros and it was well he used to ride for Suzuki back in the day, so of course he's gonna you know da da da. And I did have a couple of those. You did. I you did. MIG to be fair, I used Emig yeah. and yeah. and uh, I didn't realize he was getting bikes from Cowie still on the side. So he's like <laughs> going on and on about how great the Honda is, man. That bike, I was so comfortable and da da da. So, yeah, anyway, I picked the Cowie first, and then I'll put the Honda second. I'm like, bro, right, right. like, you don't even make sense. How can I even put you on camera saying that? <laughs> yeah, I understand that. But I, by I had far, hours. that wasn't the case. There yeah. was a couple of those. But my thing is, I would have guys who would say, one guy would say, oh, man, 
the Yamaha. Favorite by thing is the best, easily the best 450. No, most comfortable, best suspension. Da 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 da. The very next guy. Oh, I hated the Yamaha. That was the worst bike I've ever ridden. I like this thing, and it's the best. And here's what. And it's like, okay, how do you how do you rectify that? Like, right. That's just su- subjectivity. So, one guy is short and squatty. This guy's tall and long. He rides over the back. He rides, you know, off the front. Like, just the what you are. The way you ride, the way your style is, what kind of feel you like is going to be the, the determining factor in what bike is best for you. And so for me to go and say, nope, Suzuki is the best bike, period, and stamp it, end of story, it's just not really fair. It's it's not a full – it's a little tiny snapshot in a whole big picture, you know. Right. No, yeah, some good points for sure. Um, yeah, obviously I have to agree with some of David's, you know, I, I like what RacerX is doing with Dialed In. I think that's important. I kind of do that over here on our side. You know, I kind of say, here, I'm living with this bike. This is what goes on. This is the settings. You know, this is mapping. Um, these are the things that happen to the, the motorcycle. But I kind of like also doing shootouts just because, for me, I'm I'm curious, too. I don't know if Ping does or not, but, I mean, I look at everybody's shootouts because I'm curious as well to say what those things um, everyone else, you know, thinks about the bikes. Um, yeah. But I guess where we're hey. coming to a problem is like what Ping said is like he uses guys that got bikes, you know, and I use Bowers, you know, thinking he was good to go, like he was done, and he raised the Cowie first, and it clearly wasn't a first place. <laughs> so, Come on, I'm Bear. Like, oh, Come on. Shit, you know? <laughs> right. So I get what he's saying. Yeah. Yeah, and if, and if a guy has grown up riding Suzuki's his whole, you know, the whole time he's been riding or whatever – He's going to be more comfortable on that bike. You can't take that bit of subjectivity out of it. He's mm-hmm. going to jump on that yellow bike and go, "Oh yeah, this feels right at home." I mean, it just—that's just the way it is. That's the way we are. Yeah. Well, so um, I don't know, but but you know, I I like I said, it's it's kind of like when you're on the freeway and you go by a car crash, you can't help but slow down and look. Yeah, I look at the right. other shootout results, but yeah. it, it, that doesn't mean it's good to look at. <laughs> that doesn't mean it's good. Um, yeah. Is there – I don't want to – this might piss off an OEM. Speaking of pissing off the OEMs, but I'll start with you, Ping. Is there an OEM that uh, does intros right or does them better or does them differently or you like going there? I mean, is there – again, it's kind of um, a loaded question, well, but you know what I mean? They've all kind of hit and missed it from time to time, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. I, I thought that Honda did a great job this year. I'm not a big fan of like flying across the country to do an introduction. I mean, (laughs) I I guess if I was a single dude and and like, you know, eating and sleeping and breathing it, like that would be cool. And and I loved going to Baker's factory. Like that was a cool experience, but it was still a lot of travel, dude. And it was just a long four days or whatever. And I took red eyes and had to go straight to work when I landed. I mean, (laughs) it's just, it's hard for me. So if I can find a good track locally, which used to be like Zaka and, or, you know, the Cheney Ranch or even, shoot, even Paula or, you know, one of these good tracks. Um, and they, they just take care of you, right? I like when they do, like Honda this year did multiple days so that it wasn't overly crowded, but then they uh, put an embargo on the information. So you couldn't, you could post social stuff, but nothing printed video, nothing mm-hmm. until all the manufacturers, yeah. all of the out- outlets had gone through and everybody kind of had a, the same timeline to get it up right, right i thought that was cool because if you end up being a guy on the second day that sucks you know and yeah. i've been on the yep. side of that where i this date didn't work the first date they had available so don takes it and stapleton shows up for mxa and then we're like three days later and i'm going man what the heck yeah yeah you know? yeah i look i'm late like i'm late to the party because that was the date that worked for it 
Uh, Kiefer, what about you? I like that. I don't know know what you think, Kiefer. Well, for me, I'm I'm not scared to piss someone off. To me, Honda kind of blew it this year. Cheney Ranch is not a a track to test at, period. Um, Good for photos. Awesome. You know, and Honda's done it right before. We went to um, Monster Mountain in Alabama. Great track for testing, great track for photos, but also it costs money. And some editors don't like travel, you know, and I get what Pingree's saying, but for me, I love going to different tracks. I mean, I'm, you know, was raised in the desert, so when I go to tracks that actually have traction and it's fun and jumpy and flowy and I get to hang out with some buddies and test bikes, I'm all about it. So, yeah. if well, it's in so you North fall into America, that category of a guy who lives it, sleeps it, eats it, breathes it. Yeah, and, and, and but, you know, also, I just, I'm married. I don't have time. I'm married with a kid, but I don't have, like, a yeah. real I, – I consider Pingree has a real job, right? I come home and I ride yes. dirt bikes again and I hype about dirt bikes. Pingree so. is saving lives. We're not. Right. Yeah. Right. So, but I, hey. to me, there is some times when manufacturers blow it where for, you know, when we want to get the information out, you know, first impression, we want a good testing track to do it. Yes, we need cool photos and video and all that, but to me – the meat of what everybody wants to know is the testing information, and you need a good track to do that. And it's hard to find that here in California, period, unless you prep a Glen Helen really good, and then we go test there because, to me, that's probably the best testing track we have here. Yeah, I, I think for initial impression, I, I would say it's not as important as he's making it seem. I can tell you right away if the suspension's balanced, how does the engine work, how is the chassis characteristic? Does it feel heavy? Does it turn well? I can tell you all those things on any track. Now, how does the suspension work when it's hard, chop, when it's big, deep bumps, big downhills? To me, that's more of a dialed-in thing. So I, I don't really care on my initial impression. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it'd be great yeah. if there was some bumps. But right. a lot of times they rent a track, they prep it perfectly, and there's 10 of us. So it's just not. Yeah, there, right. there have been many yeah. mistakes. Not mistakes might be a bit harsh, but there have been many uh, reviews written at these intros about bikes that you know don't turn out to be that well because of yeah. the new track, the water, the yeah. groomed. You're excited, Jody's there. You're stoked on life, <laughs> things like that, right? Like, hey, hey and I'll, also, I'll, I'll claim one right now, dude. Okay, 2009 Honda 450. Yeah. I can't remember where we did the intro. <laughs> I think it was back east somewhere, and I didn't get to like go. Texas or something. It was in Texas. It was Texas. Yeah. yeah, it was Texas. Yeah. And uh, I didn't get to go, so I rode it the first day back here somewhere. We went in the morning. It was perfectly flat. And I'm like, hey, this thing's pretty good. Like, I, I don't mind it. I like it. And I said that. And then as I got more time <laughs> on that bike, I wanted to just take that videotape and eat it. Right, right, right. Yeah. Poop it uh, out and flush Kate it Kim, far, Kate far Kim was away. like that, too. What's that, Kate? Back, what, four, four years ago, five years ago, when you rode a KTM at a smooth track, you're thinking, this thing is amazing. This is a great bike because it has so much motor. It was fun to ride. It cornered. And then as soon as you hit an anthill, when you went somewhere else, you're like, holy <laughs> shit, this thing is the biggest piece that of shit ever. Yes, fork days? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 Um, Hey, so something I want to ask both of you guys. So obviously, look, the, the Rockstar Editions and the, and the Factory Edition KTM and Huskies, uh, they're expensive, but hey, uh, they sell out. They don't, they're not made in huge quantities, but it seems like, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, that people are more than happy to throw down, I don't know, what are they, 10 grand? 
What I don't even no, know. 11, 11, 10 or 11. Yeah, okay. So yeah. there's tons of dudes, like they're waving money in their hands to throw this money down. So uh, it's a little different bike. It's a little different frame and different modifications. It's, you know, basically the next year's production bike. So Honda comes out with this RWE. Uh, and it's got uh, some motor mods done to it. It's got a Yosh system on it. Um, it's got different suspension. It's not like a KTM, but it is a KTM in the fact it's a limited quantities and it's a step up. And I'll start with you, Kiefer. Is this something we're going to see from the other guy soon? Like, is this is there going to be a premium model of 450? Because, I mean, I, I hear all this crap about bike prices being insane, and I get it. But these things are selling out. Right. So, one, KTM has changed the game for everyone. Um, as soon as Honda decided to go with this RWE, absolutely, Steve, it's going to change everybody's thought process. And I think pretty soon we're going to see other Japanese manufacturers jump on this bandwagon because, mm-hmm. in all reality, Honda made 500 of these things, right? And yep. they're already sold out. Yep. So people can say, I hear people bitching, oh, you know, bikes are so expensive now, I can't afford a bike, but yet there's plenty of other people out there that are willing to pay twelve, thirteen thousand dollars $13,000 for this new Honda. Okay. So there is a market for that. And it's a little, and for KTM's you know, sake and, and Husqvarna's, is, it's a glimpse of next year's motorcycle. So, of course, yep. there's that market where everybody wants that new, new. Like, I want next year's bike already. Like, I have it, you know. And, and basically that's how Husqvarna and KTM do their marketing is, yeah. hey, we have 0.5-year models, and that's the glimpse into our next-year model, and people, right. and people buy it up. So, yeah. I think, honestly, yeah. to, have, to have Honda do what they did is so, is so rare for a Japanese manufacturer. Because I don't know people out there listening to this. The Japanese culture is very, very tight, and for them to, to stretch out and do something different is very rare. So... If Honda does it, I don't see why other Japanese manufacturers won't start doing it as well. What do you think, Ping? Well, my opinion is that, um, I, and I was as excited as anybody when I first heard about this thing. I thought, oh, man, this is going to be legit. I can't wait to ride this thing. And what I, you know, what KTM did is, is basically take advantage of, of homologation and they can make quick changes to, um, you know, manufacturing stuff at their own. And put out every six months a brand new bike, which uh, the Japanese are not that nimble. Those are big, yeah. big companies, um, big ships to, to change direction with. So KTM was able to take, you know, 12 years of development and smash it into six and now, you know, push their bike to, kind of the front of the classes, really. I mean, if you look back from 2003 to now, yeah, 2005, 2006 even oh. to now, it's like... Ping, we were there. Those, they were getting the last of the shootouts every time. <laughs> yeah. Like, I yeah, we were all were there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, all of us were, were at KTM, right? Yeah, and, and uh, you know, and so now it's a different game, right? So what Honda, you know, they try to get on some of that action, but to me, it's just a little bit of... It's just marketing. It is a little like, apples to oranges. No different. Yes, yes. It's literally yes. here's a slip-on muffler. The wheels are a little bit better quality of TID rim. Okay. 
Uh, the head itself was supposed to be like a hand, you know, it's hand cut yeah. from Japan. I thought, oh man, that's going to be rad. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a chain. The chain is gold. Uh, okay, you know, I mean, there's some coating on the forks. To me, it's just marketing fluff, really. Um, One of Roxon's hair is on the crossbar pad. We put yeah, it- <laughs> yeah, right. it, it, it stinks like the the, the cologne Roxon wears. They right, it with right, that. right. It's got some know. Burberry on the was, seat. It was more know. of a marketing deal, and, and they sold them out, so it worked. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I don't think it's to compare that to what the factory editions are and the yeah. ro- uh, Rockstar edition. It's it's not the same. I, you're right. It is. It's a little apples to oranges. I think I said that, but. Um, uh, is the RWE ping worth the extra money to you? I think we got your answer over the regular CRF 450. I mean, I say I don't think so because if I'm a guy who's got the money to spend eleven grand on it on that bike, I'll get the regular one and buy the exact stuff I want. Right. You know, I, I, maybe I don't want a slip-on muffler. Maybe I want the whole system, and maybe I want to. You know. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's my opinion. I think. I, I don't believe, for me, that there was much difference between the two in terms of performance, the stock versus mm-hmm. the, the WE. So uh, that's probably my opinion. Right. Kiefer, what do you think? Worth the extra money? Yeah, I said that in my podcast, too. I, I'm, I agree with Dave. Um, I wouldn't spend the extra money to get the WE. Um, I know they do hand-ported cylinder, but when you buy a 450 motorcycle, I'm not actually looking for more power. You know, I think... Those are plenty fast enough for me, so I don't need a ported head to get me more mid-range, and that's basically all I really feel between the two is a little bit more mid-range. And if and if I'm going to nitpick, I would say the standard edition has a little bit more excitement down low mm-hmm. and a little more fun and f- to get out of some fluff. So um, for me, I would save a couple grand and get the standard edition, and just like what Pingree said, I would... You know, if I want an FMF right. muffler, I'd go put that on. Or yeah. I don't need the coatings. The coatings are not much difference. I don't think a normal human being is going to feel the coatings versus not having them. So mm-hmm. um, for me, yeah, it's it's like like you said, it's more of a marketing ploy. But it is cool that they actually do something to the engine that's a little bit different than KTM. I think that's what they were trying to go for. Hey, yeah, let's just not bring out a, a works edition just with grips and graphics. But let's do something small with the engine that KTM isn't doing. So. Yeah. Um, okay. So on the flip side, Pink, are the FE KTM and the Rockstar Edition Husky worth the extra dollars over the production bikes? The, I mean, the production, the, the the regular ones. Um, I I think so. I think that typically, and and you know, obviously every year is different, right? Based yeah. On what they're doing, but um, I think that you get. If they make a, a new chassis change or, um, you know, they do something that's significant with the engine, I mean, you're getting you're getting a whole new bike. It, it's a, it can be a completely different bike. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Um, this year, the changes were um, the changes were yeah, pretty chassis. subtle, but. I don't know. That's a judgment call. I mean, I would say probably. Yeah. If you're definitely on the fence, I would say, yeah, it's it's worth it. Right. Um, if you've got the money, and I'm comparing that to buying a stock when it's going and doing your own thing. Right. Because some of the changes they'll make to the chassis, and it can be as simple as engine hangers or, you know, the 
the engine's tilted one, just a tiny little bit one direction or the other, and it changes the way the whole bike feels. Mm-hmm. It's so weird how these tiny little changes can make a difference. And sometimes that's all it is between the FE and the last year's bike, but it makes a very big difference in the way it handles and works. So you can go out to, to wherever and get all the suspension work and engine work done you want, and you're not going to get the results of just getting the FE. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yep. I would say you definitely have to look at year to year and, and see what those differences are and how, how big the difference is between the sure. standard model year and the FE. But I would say most of the time they've been – historically, it's right. been worth it to get it because the changes are big. Ping, I don't know. Do you follow Kiefer on Twitter? I don't know if yeah. you do it. Can you believe him with this Rockstar Edition Husky 450 talk? Right. Can you? Great. I mean, uh, are, you, are you going to buy one? I, I thought you were looking to buy. One. Right? Want, he wants to buy Dude, one. I, yeah, I, I wanted to buy. I was in Colorado after Idaho. <laughs> I was tweaking out on the way home, so I was like, I got to buy one of these. It pisses me off every time I ride one. How much I enjoy it, and then I get home and I don't have one because you know Andy, you know, <laughs> has to give them back and sell them internally. So I'm like, right. I haven't bought a bike in a while. I'm going to buy a bike, and that's what I would want to buy because it's so easy to ride. And uh, so, yeah, so found out some guy from a dealership hit me up and uh, said, yeah, I can get you one for, you know, 10-9 out the door. And so, yeah, it's it's coming to the house. Oh, Ping, do you, do you like it that much to buy it? You're sacking up 10 Gs to buy one of those things. <laughs> I'm supporting our industry, Ping. <laughs> but, Ping, yeah, I, I salute you. Ping, when's the last time you bought a bike? <laughs> when was the last time David Ping rebought a bike? 1989. <laughs> oh, whatever, dude. Oh, dude. Hey, when you're. When I'd, li- <laughs> I'd like to tell you I'm kidding, but. I mean, um, I've, bought, I've actually bought a couple of bikes for kids, but like my bike. Right. Yeah, it's been a minute. Um, So to, to me, Ping. Uh, Kiefer is going to tell us that the, the new 450 from Yamaha, and we'll talk about that a little bit, the changes they made, and the Rockstar are his two favorites. Do you agree? Well, I think it's okay for Kiefer to be transparent about what bikes he likes. Um, yeah. You know, just from the stuff he's said, yeah, we can probably guess it's the Husky factory edition and the, uh, the Yamaha since he bleeds blue. But um I think that's okay. I think you can tell from the, the posts I've made and things I've said what bike I think is the best bike this year. So um, that's just him genuinely yeah. showing the way he feels about it, the bikes that he's spending a lot of time testing. Yeah, I mean, we, we still have- I, I, I would take that. I would actually, you know, I'd put some uh, some weight in that because especially like, I, I, and I guess I don't know if Keith are still getting parts and bikes from Yamaha, but um I don't, you know, I don't have any, I'm not getting paid by anybody. I can ride, not to sound like a, a prick, but like I could ride any bike I wanted. We have a media pool. Mm-hmm. And if I said, hey, I'm riding the Suzuki this year, I can ride the Suzuki this year. I can ride whatever I want. So, yeah. you know, I kind of tell my friends, well, keep an eye on what I'm riding because that's what I think is the best, you know, yep. period. Right. Um, Kiefer, we still got to do the shootout, of course, but uh, yeah. those two seem to be your favorite. Yeah, so just to just to go back up a little bit. So yeah, I mean, I don't. I'm like David. I don't get paid, or I don't, you know, get paid by Yamaha. They're not giving me anything more than they would give Pingree. But um, I gen- I don't care what color it is. If it is a good bike, I love it. And I'm sure you can attest to this. If it's three bikes, 
I love three bikes. I'll talk, I'll talk great things about all these bikes if it's good. If you don't hear me talk much about certain motorcycles. <laughs> RM Army. <laughs> RM Army. Just like my, my parents, you know, taught me growing up. You don't have anything nice to say. Don't say nothing at all. So um, I continue on with that mantra as I grow older. And absolutely, I, I love a Yamaha YZ450S. And I love a KTM and, and Husky 450. Right. I, I love those three bikes. Those are great machines. Um, the 450 Yamaha Kiefer, the changes worked, huh? The little changes they made? Yeah, so I've, I'm, of course, out of all the bikes that I spend time on, I ride the Yamaha the most. So I can really pick apart some changes that they made. They, they did some stuff to the fork lugs to help a little bit of rigidity. They added some rigidity to the wheel spacers. Um, whether you believe it or not, those little minute things, just like Pingree said, really change the handling of a 454 stroke. So, and when I wrote it, I wasn't expecting much. And of course, you know, we go to milestone, it's just a short track and I could feel those changes within a couple laps, just from lean into the corner to acceleration on sweepers. It just seems a little bit more planted. It's a little bit more precise. And that's just one of the things I do like about this new YZ450 is Nope, it's not the lightest bike, mm-hmm. but with that added weight comes a planted feel. I always feel planted. I don't get skipped around a little bit. Um, is it the best cornering bike? Absolutely not. But it's predictable. I know what it's going to do. It never changes um, per lap, and that's what we all want out of a motorcycle. When we go ride dirt bikes, we want consistency, and that's what the problem is with air forks. It's never consistent. So that's what I like about a Yamaha, and I just come to learn over these years that I've ridden. I like more of a slower-turning dirt bike. I don't like a quick-turning dirt bike because then when you start to go fast, that turns into a twitchy feel, and I do not want to feel that when I'm accelerating down a, a straightaway or when I'm you know, braking into a straightaway. I don't want any deflection. So... The Yamaha has the best suspension, I feel. I think Pingree said that Cowie did this year, but I would have to disagree. I think uh, the Yamaha has the best suspension for my weight and how I ride, and I'm a big front-end steering rider. And to me, the Yamaha just fits me the best. What do you think, Ping, about all that, about the Yamaha? I, I agree with what he said 100%. Um, again, when they were kind of taking me through the changes of the 450, I was like, eh, yeah. this is going to be the same. I'm not, <laughs> right. not going to. You know, it's it's like, okay, well, the material around it, the diameter of the axle is actually the same, but it's, the material is bigger around it. And I'm like, okay, well, I can't see that making a huge difference, but cool. It's a cool story. Thanks for the time, guys. But when you get on the track, it's exactly what he said. Like, to me, the, the Yamaha always was just, like, pitching and yawing forward and backward too much. And, like, when I'd come into turns, either the back end's dancing or then I'd, I'd add more sag or more high-speed compression to get it to squat, and then the front end's nervous. I'm like, dude, I just I don't know what this thing's going to do from lap to lap. Mm-hmm. And they've made improvements over the years. That, you know, it, it was the worst when it, the first generation of the backwards engine came out, and the chassis improved every year since. But this, this was a, 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 in a very, very small change, a big, significant improvement. And the one other thing they did on top of that is they, they firmed up the suspension 
front and back so that when you got on the brakes hard, it didn't dive. And when you accelerated, it didn't squat down on the back as much. And just keeping that chassis quiet helped a lot of that, mm-hmm. uh, that stability coming into turns. And the same thing Kiefer said. I, could, I felt way more comfortable if I'm entering a turn and I'm kind of sweeping in or drifting in. Uh, I, I, I just felt like it was going to stay planted where I wanted to go. And in years past, it's like, you know, yeah. uh, you can pick a rut, but the bike's going to pick its own rut as you get closer. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, it was scary. Ping, what's the difference between the KTM, either the uh, FE or, or the normal production bike, the XSXF, and the, and the Husqvarna? Uh, what are the differences between those models? I maintain that you guys are all crazy. It's the same freaking bike, but there are some small differences, huh? Yeah. Again, it goes back to just subtle things, and it's very subtle. But the swing arm is a little has a little bit more flex on the like less material, which allows us to flex a little bit more on the Husky. They also have a different bar that flexes more. And then they have an air box that's composite instead of being aluminum. So, or, or, uh, so aluminum or steel on the KTM? Yeah, uh, no, it's, they don't have a, it's, alloy. it's not alloy. Whatever it is. Yes. Um, so the, the composite flexes more, has a different character. Um, and to me, I don't ever feel the air box, but I do feel like it, the chassis gives a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's, it's very subtle. I mean, yeah. I don't know. It's Keep, very subtle. If you if you put just all black plastics on both of them and took all the logos off, now you would still be I able to tell have, because you'd have that god awful crease on the Husqvarna side plate. <laughs> okay, well, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? In you a f- blind taste yeah. test, I don't know if if a guy could accurately pick it out. Oh, that's the Husky. Oh, that's right, the KTM. Right. Uh, Kiefer, what do you think? Um, to me, I can tell the difference. Fairly, if we did a you know the taste test like David said, I think I could tell one. It sounds different between the two. Um, the mufflers are a little bit different inside of um, that muffler. There are two different styles inside, so the KTM and the and the Husqvarna muffler are, are are different. And also the volume is smaller with that composite carbon airbox in the Husqvarna. So I don't get as much throttle response on low RPM or bottom end. So I just feel like if I had to choose between the standard editions, the 19s, I like a KTM a little bit more just because I have a little bit more excitement. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's what those two bikes lack in. Very easy to ride, super smooth. When the track goes to shit and it's dry, the best bike there is. There's throttle control, connection to the rear wheel is, is insane. But when you ride deeper, tilled-up tracks, which we don't get here much, but when, when that does happen... You really notice that that weight that is is lost between those two bikes compared to the Japanese bikes, you don't really feel it anymore because of that power. And that power is just a little bit too smooth feeling for really deep, Mm -hmm. loamy dirt. Um, So for me, yeah, I would say there is a small difference. It's not a huge difference, but if you are more of a low-end kind of guy, I feel like you you will like an orange bike better. Um. Honda, Honda 450, some changes to that bike. Uh, Ping, what do you think? Not the RWE, the, the regular one. Yeah, um, I thought it was good. I thought it was small improvements from last year again, you know, just, just refinements. I, I really liked that bike last year and uh, still really like it. Um, 
are, you know, a couple of changes you can make to mapping. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm actually, for me, they've gone stiffer on the suspension each year, and it's gotten, for me, not as good every year. Yeah, yeah. I, I think the first year, so going back two seasons now to the 17, that suspension setting was perfect for me. It was like, it was great. It worked, I mean, literally a couple clickers and I'm racing. Yeah. And then, uh, but everyone else said it was too soft. So, you know, guys that are, guys that would typically buy a 450 or 185, I think that's that, that's around their target weight a lot of times. So I'm on the light side of that. So typically a 450 for me in stock trim feels oversprung, a little stiff, and I've got to just, you know, lighten them up. But uh, that bike was perfect. So each year they've gotten stiffer, and for me it's gotten worse. But I think for the average guy, yeah, it's yeah. probably gotten better. Um, but, yeah, great bike. I, I, I think it was um, slight improvements over last year. Like, again, subtle changes, but um, great motorcycle for yeah. sure. Kiefer, small stuff, but makes a difference. Yeah, the chassis is what held that bike back. And I know it won a – actually, I think it won – my shootout last year for people like the engine so much so you get the older vet guys that like that power um that's one of the reasons why they pick it and it corners well because some of the older vet guys can't corner very well because their technique so that's where the honda comes in and really shines because it kind of helps those guys corner a little bit better um for 19 they changed some things in the cradle of the frame they softened up the subframe a little bit and changed the swing arm and to me that really helped that bike feel less rigid when the track goes to shit. When you get a hard pack, especially out here in the West Coast, it gets square edgy, you know, hard pack after lunchtime. And it was a handful to ride the Honda last year when that stuff happened. So um, for 19, they did make some changes, and those changes just helped comfort in all react, you know, actuality. It just helped straight line comfort to me a little bit, if anything. It hurt cornering just slightly but again mm -hmm. to me you want a more of a stable bike and that's what this this year bike is and i actually you know you don't have to rip off all these freaking bolts everybody's like oh take the tank bolts out you know take the bottom muffler bolts out of the 18 <laughs> yeah now. i heard all that right yeah yeah so now it just that those little subtle changes that help the chassis just settle down a little bit thanks for listening to the 2019 450 new bike talk with ping and uh, chris Kiefer. Fly Racing, please check them out. Uh, go to your local dealer and uh, demand to see it. 2019 stuff is out now. A redesigned uh, F2, an FR5 mid-level boot for a good price. And uh, flyracing.com, go there, check it out. Also, thanks to Maxis and uh, thanks to uh, Alpine Stars as well. A couple of great companies. Listen to this commercial from Racetech and use the code to save. And we'll be right back after this with more ping and more kefir. Race tech suspension and engines, people. Pulpamex 18 is the code to save. Breaking through the limitations of OEM designs, Race tech specializing in high performance suspension, parts, service, and setups, modifying stock suspension components to perform at the highest level. Discover why more top privateers trust Race tech, guys like the HEP Suzuki team, and many more in the pits use Race tech for their suspension and engines mods. Pulpamex 18, you can save using the code. Please check them out, racetech.com. Do it. Maxxis Tires. From your bike to your truck and almost everything with wheels in between, Maxxis Tires will have you hooking up, pulling the whole shot, 
and beating your competition. One of the world's most trusted tire brands, Maxxis delivers high-quality tire products that perform no matter what the terrain or conditions. If you don't believe me, just ask the king, Jeremy McGrath. I was going to ask you guys to give me your most improved bike, but Ping, I think both of you would say by far the 2019 Cowie KX450F. Uh, I've talked to a few people about this, including both of you guys and and somebody I spoke to again on the weekend. Um, right, most improved, right there, boom. Give it to the Cowie guys. Yeah, hands down for me. Yeah, even, yeah, Kiefer, right? Kiefer, right? I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's a great bike. So this is a potential shootout winner, right? It's that good. You guys? Uh, Go ahead, Ping. Okay, Ping doesn't do oh, shootouts, right. but... but <laughs> well, that's no, I, I, if <laughs> I was doing shootouts and I had to take a, a guess right now, I mean, yeah, it's, that's the bike I'm keeping for this year. Yeah. So. Yeah, good job for the um, Cowie guys. I, I, yeah, nice job, everybody there at Cowie. Yeah, and what, what I heard all new... Listen, I've never, ever, ever, since I quit racing and started doing this magazine testing stuff, have never walked away and said, Cowie 450 is the best 450 out there. I think it's a bomb. Right. I've never said that. <laughs> it always felt heavy, uh, like a, a, a kind of a heavy, slow-building power, and it felt tall and it felt long. And I would always say, hey, if you're a bigger guy, you probably like the Cowie. It's got a bigger feel to it. Um, this bike, it feels nothing like an old Kawasaki. It just feels nothing like it. Yep. It's, it's light-feeling. It's quick. It's uh, like the... the the engine feels real light and free. Uh, the suspension is incredible. And, again, you're probably going to have some people saying it's soft. The fork is probably on the soft side for a 185, 200-pound guy. But uh, they've kind of already given some, some suggestions to fix that. Um, they come with 5.0 fork springs. So they're saying if you throw a 5.2 in one leg and leave the 5.0 in the other, you get kind of a 5.1 balance. And it firms it up without losing that really plush initial that it has. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the suspension to me was insane. It comes with a Showa A-Kit fork, uh, you know, first manufacturer yeah. to ever do that. And it's it feels like a Showa A-Kit fork. I mean, in stock trim, it feels really, really good. Um, and you couple that with just a great motor, and the thing turns. It feels really easy to change directions or move around in the air. Electric start. I mean, the the clutch. I even forgot it had a hydraulic clutch until halfway through the day. <laughs> Which was that's the biggest compliment I can pay it because I you know Steve back in our KTM days, those hydraulic clutches were either on or off. You know, yeah, it was a hundred percent clutch or no clutch. There was no feel, mm-hmm. and I hated that. I hated that off the start. I hated it entering turns when you kind of want to drake it or uh, drag it and let the brake modulate a little bit or drag it or drake um, it whatever or drake it drake, drake it. Shit, I mean, if you want to drake the brake, <laughs> yeah. um. um, you couldn't do that. Yeah, yeah. It was just on or off. And so this, ha- this doesn't even have a, a, a hydraulic feel that way. It's, it's got some, some feel to it. And KTM's come around. I'm not crapping on them. They're yeah. new hydraulic clutches are great, but I'm just saying it's a great, uh, top to bottom. Like I literally had no complaints about that bike. Kiefer, you, you like the Magura. Uh, clutch better than the Brembo. Yeah, absolutely. There's so much things I could say about this bike. Like Ping said, it's the the actuation and the modulation of this clutch is so much better to me than the Brembo. And the Brembo is not bad. It's just yeah. that I have a lot more feeling to feed this clutch out when I'm coming out of corners or doing starts. Um, the only downside to me, and I don't, maybe I don't know if Ping noticed this, but the blades on the levers are super thin. 
and I like my blades a little oh, thicker. Here, but just, here, here uh, we go. Here the blades. Pete. Yeah, I see. I I liked it. I liked. It. I mean, I don't know, maybe smaller hands or something, but I, it was really comfortable to me. I liked it. The only com- okay, the only complaint I had was the grip material is very firm, but that's a standard yeah. stock motor. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, the dude, the the out of all the Japanese bikes, this bike feels the lightest. Um, Pingry said it. It's free feeling. It's exciting. I had to go to the black coupler because it was so strong down low and touchy that I wanted to go a little bit richer so I could feed my ruts or inside lines a little bit smoother so it wasn't so herky-jerky. But um, just like what Pingry said, I went out with, with Chavez, and we did some mapping settings, and we, we messed around, and it's so strong, so smooth off the bottom. Right. It pulls very far. Um we did the same thing Pingree said. We dropped a 5.2 fork spring in it, and it helped balance for me. So what's rare for 450s is we talked about the little minute changes make huge differences. Well, sometimes that can hurt a motorcycle. You know, when you go two millimeters off your sag, it changes the whole bike, and your bike feels like shit. It seems like these small changes that you do help it a lot, but when you go the wrong way on accident, it doesn't hurt it as much. So that's how good that chassis is to me. And mm-hmm. about what? Back in 2013, every manufacturer in the production world, that was the baseline bike to achieve for chassis, was the 2013 KX450. Everybody had that bike in their stable, and they compared their motorcycles to that bike. And I feel like now with that frame in 19, they're back to that. And most everyone, including, to me, KTM and Husqvarna, is going to have to chase that feeling in the frame because that's how good that chassis is. Ping, did you also go black on the coupler? <laughs> um, yeah. No, you know what? I never went to the – we tried the soft coupler, and I never yeah. – uh, I, didn't, I didn't like that. It was just a little too bland for me. But uh, the first day, I liked the stock coupler best. I think it's green. Right. And then the white's the aggressive. And I actually like the white better at Milestone, which I thought was a little odd. But um, once once you go black, uh, you never go back. That's what I've heard. I didn't. <laughs> um, so, Super stuck on the black. Hey, you know what's weird, though, Ping, is so you, you think about that 09 Honda that you just talked about, the 2010 yeah. backwards Yamaha. Um, help me out. I'm sure there's some other models. But first year, brand new models. Usually have well, some the teething. Suzuki last year. Suzuki last year. Uh, they have some teething stuff, and looks like Cowie has just absolutely killed it. Done a good job. It's 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 a it's a rarity when they come out and just yeah just freaking tear the leather off the ball and send it out of the park on the first try, and they did. Yeah, no. I would tell you that the seventeen Honda was the same way. Um, again, some people thought it was a little bit softly yeah. sprung, but that was a. They came out with a great new model, you know, and then they've just made these slight improvements every year. But that's what Cowie's done this year, man. They just – they crushed it. I don't know. I don't know. You know how it is. Sometimes they'll they'll have a great bike in pre-production and testing, and then when it comes off the line, it's not the mm-hmm. same. Uh, yeah. Whatever reason, this Absolutely. one hit the mark. I think, Ping, you mentioned the A-fork. Isn't the fork the same as the Honda Suzuki Cowie? Isn't the same fork? No, the Suzuki's got like this new, uh, was new at the time oh, okay. design. That, I thought they were the same. No. So uh, Honda and Kawasaki Honda, forks are the same. Oh, Honda and Cowie are the same? Say it again? 
Yeah, so I just got confirmation on this last week because I asked this question to the show guys, and uh, Honda and Kawasaki fork are the same. Spring rates are the same. Internals, obviously, valving is different. Um, and the shocks are the same besides spring rate. So, um, so yeah, Honda okay. and Kawasaki. That was a different, that's interesting because that's, that's a different answer than I got from Honda. <laughs> oh, there we go. Um because I asked that question. I'll have, to, I'll have to follow up on that again. But the Showa guy said that they're exactly the same forks. Yeah, so I asked him, I go, hey, is the Honda and the Kawasaki the same? Like, yeah, small changes like valving and, and coatings, because obviously the coatings are different on the Kawi, and Honda doesn't have that. Um, uh-huh. But, yeah, it's the same fork. Um, speaking of Suzuki, RM Army? Da-da-da-da. Anyone? Anyone? <laughs> It's the best-looking bike. I don't care what you guys say. It looks badass. Okay, I got one in my garage. It's phenomenal. It's still got a kickstart. So, yeah, when your battery dies, I will be kickstarting it and laughing at all of you. So I will be right on by. Uh, they need to – they basically need to – and I, I'm in the 19th, so I don't know. Right. I know they changed some suspension settings, which is good. They put a, a stiffer shock on. They put a stiffer shock on the rear. That that that's going to help because that's where this is that feedback they got from Pulp MX. <laughs> I think they went. They still went a few sizes. <laughs> I I recommended like you know like a six eight, um, but they still seem to to, to, to ignore that R and D ping. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Um, but uh, listen, you know what? Screw you guys. It's a good bike. I, it was fun. It was funny though. Like I got the bike and 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 everyone's like. Oh, you're riding again? I'm like, they're like, yeah, that's awesome. How do you like that bike? Like, as if somebody like died, like you know, a relative, you know, like, or your dog died. They just whisper it, like, how is that? And I'm always like, ping. I tell them the same thing you said at the beginning of this show. Yeah, the the bike is not holding me back at all. There is not one moment why I'm out there on the RM Army, going. You know what? If only I had a Honda. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I could go so much faster. No, I am like I'm dying. My arms are pumped. I can't hold on. It has nothing to do with the Suzuki right now. You know, like, um, yeah, it's a it's it's a good bike. It's a it's a good bike. That, that's you know yeah. if, if, the engine. Hey, the engine's good in that thing. I don't mind the engine at all. I think they have a good engine. Um, just that BFRC shock didn't feel that great. And, yeah. And some of that was it's it was low it rode really low in the stroke and then when you tried to raise it up it it made it even worse for comfort so yeah um we know it corners good i know that and it looks good ping right yeah they they are really cool looking bikes and and you know it's i i i'm a kind of a suzuki guy at heart cuz i spent so much time racing them and some of my favorite bikes were suzukis my whole amateur career was on suzukis so i'm always quietly rooting for them to do well but um, I said last year, before they came out with a new bike, I'm like, man, they would just put on a, a new fork, like a good spring fork, mm-hmm. find a way to cut about eight pounds off this thing, and put out just a high-compression piston. Just add a little more compression, give us a little more juice out of this thing. You're looking at a, a bike that could have been competitive. Right. Uh, that was my opinion. Yeah. A little weight, a little more motor, and, and a better fork. And then they came out with this whole new thing, and I was like, oh, good, it's going to be so good. And then it just wasn't. You know, the yeah. balance was off. The new suspension, like, Pro Circuit was going to use that stuff, and they did a bunch of preseason stuff with it, and they were like, you know what? They just couldn't quite figure it out. It wasn't as consistent as what they had, so they went back to what they'd been using. Yeah. They probably will go to it this year. 
but um, it's like there's no more clickers anymore. It's just turns. And yeah. so that was weird for people. It was weird for me. Um, and it just, I could never get it to feel balanced and, and uh, yeah, I sent in a, stock trim. I sent a text to Johnny yeah. at JGR. I said, it's not clicking. The suspension is not clicking. He's like, yeah, that's normal. I'm like, okay. I don't know if that's me. Something's broken. So it just feels like uh, it's a, just spinning. It just feels like syrup is in there. Is there something going on? It's just spinning. Um, but yeah, it's like it, a child's play toy. It's not yeah. doing anything. It just turns. For yeah, time. yeah, exactly right. Um, yeah. It, uh, well, listen. It, like Ping said, if, the, if there's a dealer nearby you that you love and they want to work with you and they can get a good price. There's nothing wrong with it outside of not having a magic button that every other 450 has now, by the way. Everybody has e-start, but Suzuki. I need to put that extra weight on. Yeah. I mean, now you yeah. you know, you, you can't go backwards. Like these other guys, like Cowie, it, their bike's the same weight as it was last year, but they had to shave weight out of other places, you know, to make up for the additional weight of the battery and everything yeah. else. They had to put it on a pretty good diet just to keep the weight the same. And so right. you can't come out with a 2019 Suzuki 450 with electric start and go, yep, you got electric start. <laughs> we just added pounds six, six pounds to it. <laughs> six, wait for it. Six pounds added to this bike. <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's a tough one. You know, just one thing I want to add about the Suzuki. Um, last year, like I said, we did our introduction. We did the dialed in. We came up with the best setting we could. And, and honestly, when I left that dialed in day, I was not really psyched. Like I wasn't going, mm-hmm. oh yeah, people are going to love it. They throw that in, they're going to be really stoked. I, I didn't have a great feeling. And normally I do. Normally whatever I recommend at the end of the day, I'm, I'm pretty confident that a, a big group of the population will be able to put those settings in and feel happy about it. Yep. And I just could never get it great, you know? Um, so anyway, our next step was a project build. And I, I went to Pro Circuit with that bike and I, I told Bones, I said, dude, you got to help me out here. Like this thing is... I'm lost. Like I can't get it to feel right. I've tried all kinds of stuff. We had the sag numbers were like insane trying to get the thing to balance. And I said, the motor's just like, it's just not that great. It was just blah. You know, I was, it, it just wasn't that great. And so they put a high compression piston in it and an exhaust. And then I went out and did a whole day of testing with bones. That's the only performance stuff we did to it. And by the end of the day with bones, with just a, a piston and exhaust and his settings in that same suspension, just his settings, you know, with some tweaking. Yeah. I, I loved that bike because now I was back to something with a nice, uh, exciting motor. Like it just picked up quicker, was, was stronger all the way through. The suspension worked really well. I mean, really, really well. And of course it like Kiefer says it thing turns like a Suzuki. So that wasn't an issue. And I had the suspension. We, we got, good straight line stability. I didn't have any unpredictability out of the thing. Like I was really happy with it. So I say all that to say that they're not far off. Right. Still, you know, if they yeah. could just, so, so you ping your, your ping, you're going to be like, okay, so if we could just get uh, uh, a better fork <laughs> setting, like you're just going to repeat your same well, mantra. I think, I think the suspension can be okay. They just need the settings figured out. Yeah. They didn't have a good setting in it. So I'm optimistic again, I'm, I'm optimistic. I mean, they can put a higher compression piston in this thing. I ran pump gas in yeah. the one I use. It's not it, like plus it I'm look- pushing the boundaries of performance here. I just need a little yeah. more giddy up. You plus, know? it looks so good. It 
Dude, the good. head the head bikes look good. Yeah. I uh I the, hate I, two things I, I was add wait, I was ready to light my bike on fire trying to change the throttle grip, by the way. I just oh, had yeah. to get they're, a they're, yeah. they're like Vulcan mind melded on there. Yeah, know? I just had to buy a throttle tube, although I didn't pay for it, so that, that doesn't really matter. But I had to get a throttle <laughs> tube and I was so mad at that. And um you know what? Um again for my weight and speed is my weight is high, my speed is low. But uh <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought the thing. I think the thing turns great, man. Like you can come into a turn yeah. and be like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna go here," and just you just dive into the inside, or you're like, "You know what? The berm looks okay there. I'm gonna go out to the berm, and it it rails out okay." Like I, the turning is really really good for me. I, I feel yeah, anyways. It is. Yeah. And the thing is, it's like it corners well, and it doesn't have a high rigidity feel on straight lines. So that's what's nice about the frame. Mm-hmm. Um, but two things. Cost is an issue, like like we were talking about losing weight. When when a manufacturer loses weight, it costs them money, and then now you got to put a battery on it. That costs more money. So, I feel like that's one of the reasons why they haven't done that. Um, and two, he mentioned Ping mentioned settings, and it got me thinking. Like, I feel sorry for the test riders um, that went through this bike, and and I feel like you I just want to you just want to call Rich Taylor directly, or <laughs> no, I just feel like it's not their fault completely because. <laughs> Like Pink said, I I think they got rushed, and then the test riders have really nothing to do with it. They're presented an X amount of things to go through, and that's it. You're in a box, so mm-hmm. it's not like saying, "Hey, I need to. We need this." Well, that's not up to the test guys. That's up to the engineers and and Japan. So, I just think they kind of pushed this a little bit too quickly, and it had to go out. And there we were, you know, 18. There's the Suzuki, and I just think they could have waited till. 19 and really made really good refinements to the bike right right yeah yeah and and rich taylor would be the first one to to back that up where where i said earlier sometimes these test riders will go out and they'll get it right when they leave the track at the end of the days they're like this bike's legit like can't wait to ride this thing they're telling people about it. Oh, do you wait till you ride this new bike and then you get it and it's not the same it's not even close right. to what they had like i've heard that a lot over the years just mm-hmm. somewhere between that test bike, when it got rolled back to the shop, and when it rolls out of the floor off the showroom floor in Japan, or off the manufacturing floor, yeah. it's just something that went something changed. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. I don't know how that works or why, but it, it happens. So that's the 2019 uh, 450 Roundup. Um, Yamaha still have the best motor, Kiefer. You think? Pink? And that's a tough question to answer yep. because it depends where you want that power mm-hmm. delivery. Um, for me, it's a, Yamaha has a strong motor, no doubt about it. Is it the best out of the 450 bunch? I, I don't know. You could say that belongs to KTM and Husqvarna, but Kawasaki, re- really close to, to yeah. Yamaha, I feel. Yeah, and Ping, you seem to like the Cowie suspension the best out of the box for you, um, out, of the, out of the 19 current crops. Who are you talking to me? Yeah. You, Cowie, suspension. Yeah, Talk yeah. Me. for me, for me, Cowie suspension is the best. Yep. Um, and, again, if, if it's the same exact fork as what's on the Honda, then it's just settings, and the settings fit me better. Yep. Um, like I said, it's probably a little soft for bigger guys, so it's just better for me. Um, I also really like the Honda suspension. Uh, again, their, their valving went a little stiffer over the last two years, and it's gotten less. Yeah. Uh, less squishy feeling. I, I like that soft plush initial. I, I'm old. My wrists hurt. My Everything hurts, and I just want it to be nice and soft. Right. Um, 
<laughs> so as it's gotten more rigid, right. I've, I've liked it less and less. And in fact, I even went back to seven eighths bars because they flex more. Here we go. Oh boy. Uh, oh no. Go. Oh Dude, no. That is hell what I'm talking about. Oh, Ping, you don't even know what you just started with that comment. Yes, Ping Reed, that's what I'm saying, Ping. Oh boy. Well, it's the one thing I was bummed about. All these manufacturers now are going to the fat bar mounts, and I'm like, crap. I gotta go find skinny bar mounts. <laughs> okay, so Ping, a few weeks ago on the show, uh, yes. We had Kiefer said seven eighths bar flexes the most for him on the on the track, so we called Paul Parabinos, and Paul you know works at Pro Taper and he he's done all the measurements and all the tests, and by far Paul says the the crossbar less fat bar is more flexible and pink and Kiefer denied that and then we started yelling at Kiefer that he's fake science, he belongs <laughs> he believes in fake science, and Kiefer's like I don't give a shit I don't care like I'm on the track. You know, and he's freaking out, and Paul's la- Paul and I are laughing at him, and so you just started a whole thing right there, Pingree, that by saying the seven eights also flexes more to you. So, he didn't start it; he just confirmed it. He confirmed, uh, dude. Uh, right I, I like I said, I'm old and achy, so like I need as much you know give uh, as I can get. I uh, just you can stand hey. stand on a bike that's on a stand and just push down on seven eights bars. You can move them. You can bend them up and down. Thank you. You, you cannot do that with a fat bar. <laughs> it's, you just can't Finger. tell, but they're moving. They are moving. You just can't tell because there's no so, crossbar. On the track, do you feel the 7 8 bar flex more than the 1 8 bar? Yes or no? Simple answer. What, what's the question? 7 8 bars, crossbar, versus 1 and 1 8 crossbarless bar. What flexes more for you on the track? 7 8 Oh, we got some fake science science believers, both of you. Yep. (laughs) And Paul was saying, it's not possible. We've run all the tests, Kiefer. Here's the flex is greater with the Fuck Paul's test. We're feeling right here. Uh, Maybe it's, uh, maybe it's got some, I don't know. Hey, listen. Right. I, I dropped out of uh, science school real early, but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you this. I get less vibration and, like, hard landings right. are easier and yep. sharp bumps mm-hmm. are, are softer with the 7 <laughs> you, yes. just... you know what? I'm not even going to have shootouts this year because that's how much I like Pingree right now. Right. You're going to switch your whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Um, no. All right. There we go. Um, speaking yeah, look of – Hey, real quick. Last I, got, I got a question for Ping. I stayed okay. with the stock Honda bar. Yep. Because I'm like, this is the best bar. There's no point in changing it. Right. Okay. Um, think, Pringy, rate your. I know you're not doing shootouts, but rate your top three 450s. What What do you like? Top three. Oh, well, to me, it's the Cowie. Um, but then it's like this three-way tie between the Honda, the KTM, and the Husky for third. And I, I it, it, it just depends on where I ride. Stuff. Like, yeah. You know, depending on the track, I like one bike better than the other. You know what I love that maybe would give the Husky KTM as the advantage is that traction control. When I get somewhere that's slick or even someplace that has, like, muddy ruts or I don't know, man, that traction control, I've learned to just love that thing. <laughs> it works. And you know, what, you know what's sad is when I talk to KTM or Husqvarna or I was at the track, I go, how would you like the TC? And they're like, I don't know. I haven't even pushed the button yet. I'm like, dude, it works. Yeah. It's a big feature that I, it probably doesn't get used nearly enough. Right. Um, all right, Kiefer, what's yours? 
Ooh, man, top three right now. Gosh, I would have to say Yamaha for me first, and uh, KTM 450 second. And it's to me, it's a tie between the Husky and the the Cowie for third. You just went on about the Husky for three weeks on Twitter, and you bought one. <laughs> And you You're going to spend ten grand on a third place bike. <laughs> yeah, <keep her. laughs> let me let me talk about this a little bit. So we didn't really get into that because I feel like hey, this it, is it, why shootouts are bullshit. Hey, it was first. You but just that... put my winner in fourth place, <laughs> and your winner just went in fourth or fifth place for me. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. So that's the beauty of these bikes. That's how close all these bikes are. But I'm telling you right now, between 18.5 Rockstar Edition and this 19 Husky, I feel. The 18.5 with the suspension settings that they have and just that bike itself is a little bit better than the 19 new bike. That's why. Um, it was number yeah. one, Kiefer, uh, or Pingree. It was number one for Kiefer, but then he had to write that check for 11 grand, and it's, it, it dropped down. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. Yeah, hey, can I get a bike? Nope, you can have to pay third. for it. All right. Yeah. Um, hey, so before we wrap this thing up, Bars, uh, speaking of bars, bars, controls, grips. Is there one bike that shines above another one? Quality of that stuff uh, over another one, Pingree? Are they all kind of the same? Is there one bar bend you hate or something like that? Um, uh, no, there's not one I hate. Um, the Cowie grips you said were the one thing, right? Well, the Cowie grips, I, I actually, they have a cool cutaway for your thumb. It's actually a really cool design. It's just the rubber. It's like it's made mm. from old semi-truck tires. It's just <laughs> so hard. Right. And they'll never wear out. You could run those pair of grips for an entire season, do, I think. Do you think you they call over and tear the end up? They called Sellards and got some old VW tires from him. And <laughs> <laughs> I think they might have. They're skill-belted grips. Right, right. Um, Kiefer? But, you, uh, okay, go but the, the, the KTM grips, is, they, they go like you know, with the nice lock-on stuff, but to me, the lock-on grips are a little bit fatter, mm -hmm. and I don't like that. I like a thin, thinner grip, and even that small little difference in dimension uh, changes it for me. Right. So, I, I, it's just, yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't say one bike is just crushing everybody. Uh, but the 7 eight bar is, 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 is great. Now that, that is game-changing. <laughs> uh, Thank you. Key for you? Any? Yeah, to me, um, I don't know if... Henry notices this, but on the KTM, the Husqvarna, the throttle seems like it's such a long pull, and I don't like it that much because I feel like I have to double grip it when I want to, like, chicken wing it out of a corner, you know? Yeah. Um, it just seems like a really long pull compared to the other bikes. Did you notice that, That's kind of weird. Did you? I, I did notice that. I also, another little just small observation that, again, this is completely a subjective thing, but I feel like their foot controls keep getting farther away from the pegs. I'll go to hit the brake and completely miss it. It's like they're making, yeah, the, they're setting it up for a guy with a size 14 shoe. Yeah. Do you ever notice that? Yeah, like I'm a size 10. And the brake pedal are way out. You notice that, Kiefer? Yeah, so I'm a size 10. I notice the same thing. Sometimes I'll go to like brake. I'm like, whoa, shit. They, I almost blew the corner. Honestly, I didn't get it. Uh, Hurlings has huge feet. That could be it. They're just like, all right, Jeffrey, we got to make this thing for Jeffrey. He, he's, he's got huge feet. So. <laughs> yeah, um, I, if I'm getting one of those bikes, one of the first things I do is get aftermarket pedals and bring them in a little bit mm -hmm. um, as okay. far as going off more of the ergo thing real quick is um i i love the kawasaki obviously ergo is a really nice the ktm bar is super stiff so if you guys out there listening and you want a little bit softer of a feel 
you know, go to a pro taper bar much better than what comes on there. Um, it's that thing's just super rigid feeling. And that there's one bike that took me a little while to get used to is the Husqvarna because it's such a low and flat bend. It's kind of weird to get used to. And then I'm like, oh, I need to, I need to go to a little bit taller of a bar. And I tried three to four different bends and it never felt right. So I always, then I always went back to the mm. stock bar. So what I did to make it feel better, because they're so long, they're 811 millimeters in length. I just cut it down to 803 and it just felt way better. And then it, it kind of helped the cornering of the bike even more. So right. that's just something that I kind of noticed over the time. Um, well, everybody, uh, so, okay, go so ahead. Something, hold on. Let me throw this in. We're yeah. talking about bar length. Yeah. So that's something I've been doing for decades is I cut a half an inch off of my bars off either side. Yeah. Well, um, do you know, always, do you know the length that you like? Yeah, I, I just like them a little bit more narrow, and I feel like it allows me to get further back off the bike. I feel like I'm not as twitchy, right? Because the longer the lever you have, the more nervous it's going to feel. Right. So it gives me a little more stability with a shorter bar. I feel like I'm not clipping bars with guys or corner markers or stuff as easy. So, anyway, uh, something else it, to try, it's especially kind of, if you're shorter. I'm having it's kind of what... Go ahead. I'm, so I'm having nightmare to 803. Yeah, I'm having nightmares. I'm having nightmares right now because at Yamaha, Chad ran 800, and Timmy ran 803, and Villaman was like 807, and I'm just like, oh my god, these guys. So, anyways, <laughs> I, I remember I had to do, I had to do them all for a while because my rider was hurt, and I'm just like, oh. It does make a difference. Five millimeters, really, really, really. You can tell that when yeah. you ride. So. Yeah. And again, we go back to the subjectivity, right? You'd think the same motorcycle, three professional racers, they should all be able to like the same thing. Yeah. Can't even get their bar length the same. Can't even ping, I tell you. Um, well, uh, cool, man. This is awesome. Uh, KieferIncTesting.com, Kiefer Podcasts for a lot of shootouts. Uh, RacerX Online, uh, Tested, and uh, RacerX Online for Pingree's uh, – um, well, I guess you've done all the intros now. I don't know if this will be intros coming out, Ping. But, a couple yeah, intros yep, left, yep. Yep. And, uh, yeah, so we were going to do the 250s in this pod, but we went long. And uh, so we'll have to reconvene once you guys have ridden the new Suzuki 250F. You both rode the Cowie. Uh, Ping, you got to ride the Honda. So we'll reconvene and talk 250s. And then I want to talk two strokes in that one also with you guys. Uh, yeah. And have Ping Here go into we go. Ping will go into his uh, – yearly sermon about two strokes and uh it'll be it'll be fantastic um i, I think we found some, we, we can't agree on shootouts but we can agree on seven eights bars guys so that's yeah that's uh I think, we, I think we got something here we got a victory we uh, can we can always find common ground yeah absolutely uh thanks to fly racing uh maxis alpine stars all coming on board this is the 450 uh look at the 2019 models david pingree chris Kiefer. thanks boys thank you guys thanks for having me Thanks for listening to the Fly Racing Steve Mathis Show. Don't forget to check out some of our past shows, including motocross legends such as The Bad Boy, Rick Johnson. I looked down and my hand was junk. I mean, yeah. I was sitting over to the side. The tendons were jerking in weird places. And my biggest disappointment with Danny Storbeck is that he never said sorry. Because Danny and I were friends, and we've never talked since. Brian Lunas. Before the 500 event, Dave and I fly to Germany, go down to Stuttgart. There's this little shop out the back of the mall factory. We get our cylinders, take them back, and, you know, off we go. And, you know, we ran Nicosil cylinders as a 
factory part for a handful of years before anybody ever saw it in production. Dave Arnold. And, and Magoo was all, you know how he did the big pancake thing? Right. And, right. and he's got the thing, he's completely laying on the gas tank trying to miss his tree. I mean, he would have gone even harder, jumped farther if that tree hadn't have been, you know, yeah. if, it, if it hadn't been there. The Hurricane Bob Hanna. I love the guy. I don't dislike. I think yeah. he's the greatest competitor this sport ever had. That absolutely 100% in my mind. I firmly believe that statement I said about these modern-day guys in Switzerland or Holland or Belgium on 45 minutes on the same bike. You're not beating Roger. Are you crazy? Right. They're not doing it. If they think they're so much better nowadays than they were in those days, they're fools. They're different bikes, different times. The Beast from the East, Damon Bradshaw. It got to the point where I didn't want to leave home, and once I got to the race, I wasn't into it. If I wasn't going to give 100%, I'm not going to take their money. The working class hero, Doug Henry. It was definitely an emotional moment for me, just thinking to myself, that's it, you know, and it's, it's amazing the stuff that goes through your head in a short amount of time of the things that, you know, that I was going to miss. The daughter, Ron Machine. Until you really open your ears and you want to listen to what they're saying, it's like beating a dead horse. I mean, you know, and I know from personal experience, did anybody ever sit me down? Of course they did. Everybody did. Pro Circuits, Mitch Payton. There's two ways to make the money. One is you can sign for money, or two, you can earn the money. I'm a high believer in earning the money. I think they ride better when they earn the money. Seven-time Jeremy McGrath. I was so mad, like so disappointed and so frustrated that I pulled pick and I left. Every point counts. I could kick myself to this day for not just riding around in tents. It's been no problem. My, my ego got in the way, you know? The O Show, Johnny Omar. Stuff that you could, you'd sit there if you didn't even want to ride it, you just wanted to just look at it all day. I mean, I got a chance to test all that. I like that era I was in, I really do. Search Pulp MX in the iTunes Store to enjoy these and over 800 great motocross podcasts. As the days and the months and the years.